0: Hi there, and welcome to the Feeling the Sonic podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Connor. This is episode 33, and the title of this episode is Shake the Feeling. In this episode, I talk to singer, songwriter, guitarist, band member, session musician, and all round muso, Sam Christmas. This episode includes music from indie rock band Best of Enemies. That's all to come. But first, there now follows a public announcement. Listening to this podcast may seriously upgrade your life. Here's a quick reminder of what the Feeling Vasonic podcast is all about. Feeling Vasonic is an indie hub featuring news, views, and interviews with notable creatives on entrepreneurial lifestyle, health, very much including mental health, and original independent music. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify Podcasts, or indeed, wherever you get your podcast fix. Feeling Vasonic? it's a matter of choice. Now, on with the show, it is my very great pleasure to introduce you to Sam Christmas. Hi Sam, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, I'm fine, thank you very much. I'm really looking forward to having a good chat with you about all things music. So I suppose the obvious question is, you know, how have you found things over the last year or so? And uh, what's your lockdown story been like?
1: Oh, it's been, it's been painful, to be honest, not, yeah. uh, not being able to do any gigs or anything. You know, I think, uh, J- like Jamie said in one of the other podcasts, that this is like the longest time he's gone without ever doing a gig. And it's, it's definitely taken its toll. Um, yeah. You know, going from playing like two, three times a month, maybe more, just doing nothing has been (laughs) pretty hard
0: yeah i Um, I suppose the only saving grace is that it's it's the same for everybody isn't it we're all in the same boat so a slight bit of comfort there it's not as if other people have been out doing things i mean have you tried any sort of the things that i've seen with maybe artists doing you know live streams or like facebook mm -hmm. lives or instagram live have you you had a crack at that
1: yeah uh, ollie ellis who plays guitar for best of enemies as well he he set up a thing called furlough fridays where he did he does like some DJing and then he gets someone else on to do you know like a bit of live music so i did that like a few months ago or maybe a year ago i don't know it's all it's all the same isn't it
0: groundhog <laughs> yeah. uh, day yeah
1: yeah and uh my my upstairs neighbor had just moved in so that was obviously a very pleasant treat for them just me screaming downstairs
0: yeah, yeah. well you know <laughs> well that's it's it's an audience of sorts i suppose <laughs> with, with your neighbors but that's what i suppose that's one of the um yeah I would say benefits of living near a musician. You know, if you get to hear live music with people rehearsing and stuff like that at home, I can't see the I can't see the problem personally. Yeah. And, and, and as you say, it does extend yeah. your audience by one or two. So happy days. Yeah. So, so what was that? What What did you do? Was it a solo slot, or was it? A, or did you get a band together, or how How did you go about doing that?
1: Oh yeah, it was just solo acoustic. I I would have I would have played some best friend me songs, but just wasn't in the mood for it. So I just basically did a sort of I don't want to call it a dad rock cover set but i did a bit of a dad rock cover set <laughs> uh, so i played you know a bit of travis um a
0: band called yeah ride. Oh, yeah you know, ride. yeah I, I think ride would have been a i'd honestly think if, if oasis hadn't have been around at that around that time i think ride would have been a lot bigger and um yeah and certainly andy bell i think it was the, the sort of principal songwriter with ride wasn't it it was his band i think uh that ended up yeah. playing base in oasis um yeah yeah that's so right. had some good tunes and um yeah, yeah cool all right so i'm talking to you you are sat i think in in the studio at the moment right yeah so that's right so yeah. what have you got coming up are you are you, are you writing or how, how are you sort of filling your time now is it is it you are you writing as a because you are quite a prolific songwriter as well i suppose before we go i suppose before we go any further um i keep forgetting to do this and actually tell the listeners a little bit more about the guests that i'm talking to so yeah so sam christmas and you are how would you describe yourself sam if you were introducing yourself to somebody like now um if you could introduce yourself to the feeling bisonic podcast listeners um and the reason i'm asking you to do it is i don't want to miss anything out
1: yeah um i'm just a guy (laughs) who's, who's uh Whose life is just encompassed by music, and every every second it's not doing something music related, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> that's very such a terrible way to put myself across. Well, it's, but yeah, just... it's
0: true. Okay, I, I think I will do it in that case because yeah. you're being very unassuming there, as is as is yeah. your your style. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you, know, you you are an extremely talented uh, musician. Um, and, you know, which I've seen play live. Um, so you are the singer, guitarist, mm-hmm. um, multi-guitarist, actually. You've got some guitar. You also play bass guitar uh, yeah. and session musician and uh, songwriter and, you know, performer all round. I would call, I would call, I would define you as being like an all-round muso, Sam. You know, you you kind yeah. of fingers in lots of pies um but your love of music you know really comes across you know cause, i mean before i met you i would kind of seen the stuff that you were doing and uh, obviously since meeting you personally and knowing you personally um you know it, it's fantastic and and it's something that personally it's, I, I wish i'd got involved with at your age so what sort of age were you when you you had this um feeling that you maybe wanted to do something with music and pick up a guitar and maybe write mm-hmm. some songs and you know what age was that did that all kind of happen for you
1: yeah i mean so just for a bit of background none of my family are musical or have any sort of musical talent whatsoever <laughs> to not to be rude mm-hmm. but yeah no one's really apart from my mum played trumpet a little bit when when she was really young but didn't really stick mm-hmm. with it or anything but um, i I uh, got into music through school, pretty much. Um, I think when I was about 13, so I must have been in, like, year nine or something. Uh, and one of my friends got this uh, Flying V Jackson guitar. Flash. You know, awful-looking yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he, yeah, we were in the, the break room or whatever at school, and he was just playing it, and I was just thinking, this is awful. This is just terrible. this <laughs> it's, it's all out of tune, and, it's, yeah. you know, it's awful and um, so i thought well i better give it a whack then uh, if my friends are doing it i should probably probably do it i guess in a way i'm a bit of a follower like a, i've been like that with a lot of stuff like uh karate for example mm. and <laughs> um, that's another thing that my friends were doing and i was like well i'll do it for a minute but yeah guitar um yeah about about 13 i got a. my dad bought me a, a brunswick acoustic i think they make bowling shoes as well so but just <laughs> you know really high quality uh, guitar um from bootleg music in epson oh yeah which is now yeah, no longer a yeah 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 But uh, roger the the guy who who worked in there has you know been uh instrumental in setting, setting me up you know from an early early age i'd say he still sets up my guitars
0: now so. yeah oh, cool yeah, so just touching on what you said there then. So um, I'm interested in what you said about maybe being a follower. I mean, but you are the front man of the band, which does, yeah. you know, require a lot of self-confidence, you know, because essentially, you yeah. know, you, you, you've got to be a bit of a show-off. Um, I mean, this is a conversation I also had with um, with Jamie about, you know, what it takes to be a front man or to front the band. So the fact that you describe yourself more as being a follower you know rather than a leader is that is that being true through is that your personality do you think or is it is it a confidence thing where does that come from
1: uh, I mean yeah I've never been like really like mega confident I think sometimes I can come across that way but most of the times I'm pretty uncomfortable
0: <laughs> um, well while you're performing as yeah. well I mean are you comfortable performing? no 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 I
1: love performing yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's so weird it's um like I can be completely shy and just uncomfortable in my own skin but then when I'm like on a stage like playing it, you know wherever it's just something completely entirely changes, yeah, within me, I don't know
0: It sounds like <laughs> to make it sound well odd. no I mean i I know what you mean i mean it it, it sounds like Billy Elliot, you know when he was yeah. it's like makes him feel electric, and uh, mm. but that can sometimes be a fantastic um you know if you are a kind of introverted perhaps or you know shy or 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 not as yeah. confident and and loud if you like in everyday yeah. life having that release as being a you know a kind of rock star you know with the yeah. guitar and, and and belting out songs is a fantastic release from that
1: definitely yeah i wouldn't say it's like a stage persona kind of thing um but it's just when i'm doing something that you know yeah i know that i love and i'm really just so like so interested in then it's just so much easier for that passion to come across you know yeah
0: definitely well it does come across having you know having seen you live um i'd also i'd also just say that you um <laughs> i don't know if you remember the incident but you of you God. seem to be able to multitask as well because I, I saw you i saw you playing <laughs> uh, a best of enemies gig and this was at the the fighting Cocks in kingston which we're going to come back to as yeah. a live music venue because I, I want to have a chat with you around that as well in terms of venues and the you know let's face it the state of the the, the music scene as it is in the uk at the moment um but i remember you mid flow or right in flow and you knocked your mic stand uh over and you didn't seem to miss a beat or or a, or a stroke on the guitar um strumming the guitar where you the, the thing was about to you know it fell over and then you just basically <laughs> grabbed it while you carried on playing and i thought how the how did he do that Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but that's all i mean yeah can you juggle as well
1: (laughs) No, i think i've actually got terrible spatial awareness and pretty much no sense of balance so i think yeah i'm always knocking stuff over i've pretty much fallen over a drum kit probably every gig Um, (laughs) yeah yeah, and that's without beers as well you know
0: yeah well i'm um, I'm pretty stumbly well, I think you started out pretty well to be honest it was uh, I, I was very impressed you know uh, that's yeah. it 's obviously stuck in my mind after after having seen that but um, having,
1: having three arms comes in handy actually so <laughs> yeah.
0: so uh, yeah so that was that was very good I was very impressed with that um so on that then i mean I would call it high energy because uh, you're moving around so i wouldn 't hmm. say it 's a balanced thing i mean you, if you when you see best of enemies live, my last thing again a, a, a big impression I got from that was this wall of guitars and a lot of the stages in some of these smaller venues, you don't really get much space to perform in, do you? So you are kind of rammed into a, into a small stage area. Uh, And when there's five of you and a kit drum kit set up, it doesn't allow a lot of space there, does it? But, um, I I think, do you, one of the things that struck me was your, your music and your guitars and your steps. It almost seems quite choreographed. Is, Is that a deliberate thing? Or do you just all kind of just, your own thing when you're on stage because it does look organized to somebody that that wouldn't know
1: yeah uh, i don't know we don't really don't really like practice a lot of bands that we've been in before and stuff like like heavier metal bands and stuff have like practiced and like doing headbanging at certain times and stuff but we don't don't really do anything like that we did Mm. at one point in our very early days have a have a choreographed jump um, but we've since grown up and we're no longer children that do that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, in practices and stuff, we're just playing through the songs and then I guess everyone just does their own thing, really. But there's not, other than just playing the songs, there's nothing really planned out, I'd say.
0: Yeah. As I say, it does seem to do that. I think it looks very impressive as well when you've got, you know, let's face it, it's, it's a guitar band, isn't it? You know, Best of Enemies. Yeah. Um, so, for those that don't know Best of Enemies as well as I do, um how would you describe your music? I mean I, I always
1: just say that it's a rock band. I don't like going too uh too like in depth and pigeonholing and you know, yeah subgenre, millions of subgenres. Um I'd just say it's a rock band. But there are I noticed this when we we're trying to plan a set list. A lot of the songs are actually quite uh quite mellow. So, you know, it is a rock band, but there's like this kind of Softer kind of underlayer that's pretty pretty much underpins all the songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that actually. Um, yeah. And so are you do you write the songs or how how do you work it as a band with um, when the writing is concerned? I mean, do you get together in a room with the other guys or do you generally tend to write a song and say, right, guys, I've got this song. You know, a bit like Noel Gallagher, for example. Yeah. How do you how do you, how do you work?
1: Pretty much everything we've ever done has been written in a rehearsal space. Um, I can't think of a song that hasn't started in, Interesting. Yeah. in just a dark room in Croydon or wherever. Yeah. Um, you know, just four, four or five of us just jamming something out. That's amazing, um, yeah. You know, we were, we were pretty late to the, the whole demoing game, really. So the, pretty much the whole time we were a band, up until maybe a couple of years ago, we had no means of demoing songs other than recording, like on a phone or whatever. So pretty much everything we've ever done has been, yeah, started, started in a small
0: room. So one of the lyric lines that's always stuck in my mind, in fact, I've got a t-shirt uh, to remind me of it, desires divide my heart and my mind. I mean, who, mm. who came up with that? Whose line is that? Or whose lyric was uh, it? I think, Do, you Do you remember?
1: I think it was mine. Um, th- with that song in particular, Call to Arms, uh, yeah. Jason Wilson, the producer, chucked in a couple of, a couple of nuggets of gold there as well. Mm. Um, it was very collaborative.
0: Um, That's great, yeah. I mean, and I think the best songs are, to be honest. I mean, I've had yeah. a go at myself. Um, you know, I think when you lock yourself away and you, and you, are, you kind of corral everything that you do mm. and you write and everything, you do kind of, I think it's quite easy to lose your way a little bit. So I think yeah. certainly co- co-writing certainly helps with other people making contributions to it that can take yeah. the song the take your general initial song idea in a completely different direction. Um, yeah. You know, which which is a lot more creative, I think, the way to do that, and I mean, that's... we have been talking about best of enemies, um yeah. so the best of enemies you've been not I wouldn't say no more, obviously because mm. your music is out there forevermore, but yeah. uh it's coming it's coming to an end as a band, and you've been trying to organize your your final f- farewell show,
1: yeah. For how long? About two years or something. I, don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I wasn't like sure whether years. I wasn't sure whether to mention it, Sam, because um, <laughs> I'm not sure whether it's a sore point or no, um, not at all. You know, but it's been it's been. I think it was planned originally, and then it had to cancel for obvious reasons. Yeah, and then it's been rearranged, and then it couldn't happen, and then it was rearranged, and it yeah. couldn't happen. So you know, the reason I, I'm I'm asking this question is I actually want to be there. So mm. w- when when is the last ever? best of enemies as a band uh, great band um farewell show going to happen
1: uh, I think oh God I have to check uh, I think it's November 13th
0: okay so this you're, year. I think you're on you're on safe grounds I think <laughs> well let's hope Hopefully. so anyway so yeah. it's gonna it, it, let's hope that things start to do, do start getting back to normal or in the summer yeah you know after the 21st of June and I think there are, I have seen that there are some sort of gigs and maybe the odd festival that I think that, is, that are being planned around those times. So I think yeah. hopefully you're on safe ground for, you know, October, November time, whenever it is. Uh, and I'd really like so. to be there as well. Yeah. So yeah, so let's, hope we, let's hope we get that nail, nailed down. You're on the list. So yeah, thank you very much. VIP? Yeah, of course. Full, Fantastic. Full, uh, full I'm, with, I'm with the band. Right, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so on, so after the so now um, to bring it all up to date. Then, so I mean, best of enemies as a band, just to close off on that was mm. probably what. Well, for me you were very young. So, what age did you guys get together? Were you uh, were you still at school when that started, or have you been together? What five years, maybe, uh, maybe more?
1: I think it was twenty thirteen or fourteen, maybe. So, was that six years or so? I don't. Know. Oh right, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. But to be honest, I think we were all pretty late to it to be honest um i think i think we're all i might have been like 20 or something
0: that's really late sam I yeah mean, so late <laughs> but you know i think uh yeah around you were, 2021 you, no you you were kids i mean it, it's that's the thing i mean I, I think it's fantastic i mean i really i suppose it's because i you know never had anything like that mm. um and i've always i suppose secretly harbored you know these desires dividing my heart and my mind i mean yeah. i've been involved with um you know business wise and having a family and all that sort of stuff but it wasn't until i was like you know 50 something when i first picked up the guitar i thought right i want to do that yes yeah. um so i do i do have a slight hint of envy there but you know also um a lot of admiration for people that do do it in in their younger years because i just think it's You know fantastic um you got around to you know and you know that's that's eventually eventually
1: yeah
0: i got around to it eventually yeah no regrets and all all that sort of stuff but i'm making up for lost time i think um you know with 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 how i go about doing things so so now so after that so best of enemies you know um when that does eventually come to an end and because you've now moved on um and you're with bellevue days Um, and you're playing bass in that band. and uh, how, how did that come about?
1: Uh sort of forced my way in, really. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been knocking on the door for years, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, when we started back in 2014 or something, our first gigs were with Bellevue Days. The very first Best of Enemies gig was, yeah, supporting Bellevue Days at uh, Scream Lounge in Croydon, which is also now no longer a thing. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think uh, we had a few mutual friends and stuff, but... I got introduced to them but like a few weeks before the gig and um, and yeah, we just sort of, sort of hit it off, I suppose. But yeah. in terms of getting involved with the band, you know, yeah, they, I was originally going to play acoustic guitar actually for mm-hmm. their gig at Banquet Records. They were doing an in-store for the, the album launch. And yeah. originally I was going to tag in on that and play acoustic guitar. Um, and then somewhere down the line, uh, yeah, they were like, "Do you want to come come and play bass?" So, just uh, hopped into the practice room and yeah, yeah. that's it. Really, I
0: think it's, I think it's great, isn't it? Because I mean, around where we live, um, the local music scene is quite um, what's the word um, insular, would you say? Because um, everybody knows each other. Yeah, um, and there does seem there does seem to be you know there is a kind of scene here mm. which I think is great. You know, and it's you know I, I really enjoy being part of it and. Um, you know but it's great because everybody supports each other as well don't they so for yeah. example if it's if it's a case of finding a venue to put a gig on um the way things are nowadays we basically organize our own gigs don't we so yeah, exactly and then we we, we, book, we book a venue um you know we advertise and and then basically put a put a lineup together and <laughs> mm. <laughs> i'm personally speaking the, the people i go to straight away are you know, the bands that i know and, it, and it's you know if you've got a local gig then what better to have a local local bands playing you yeah. know local talent There's so many good bands around here as well it's there are outrageous yeah, yeah. it's of good talent. i think it's, 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 yeah, it's great there is a wealth of talent absolutely and um but the downside is there are not that many places that to play that's it so sam we're going to have a listen to a best of enemies track now that you've selected and it's called sorry State. Yeah. so was that a song that that you you wrote is it is there a kind of personal thing going on in there because there are some quite strong lyrics and messages within that within that track so um where did that come from uh
1: just my own sort of personal experience with with alcohol really i think it got to to this i think was it about 2015 or 2016 maybe got to a point where my relationship with alcohol probably got a bit toxic to be honest with you um Mm. and yeah it wasn't wasn't very good for me at all um but
0: what were, you, what were you? What were you? What were you drinking there? Was it? Was it? Was it through, uh, you know, stress or anxiety, or what, what prompted the sort of excessive amounts of alcohol, or just what um, you were drinking?
1: Yeah, it was just like drinking to excess every now and again, really. Well, not every now and again, this makes sense, but drinking like excessively when I was drinking, yeah, binge drinking. Yeah, Yeah, uh, and I yeah. think it probably was kind of uh, from a sense of feeling quite lost at the time. Um. Mm. trying to think of when it was uh i think it was when i just started insurance and and my the house i'd lived in my whole life was being sold so i didn't really have anywhere to go and there's just like all this stuff happening in the background that always sort of you know added up
0: so is is that um you know the the kind of uh, emotional tags if you like to things that are important to us and because i think a lot of you know that old adage about you know, the answer doesn't lie at the bottom, the you know, the, the mm-hmm. bottom of a bottle, or whatever the, the phrase is. Um so, were you um, when you say your relationship with alcohol? Then, was it to mask that? You know, to like pain or sort of anxiety, or, or you know, where did where did that? What triggered yeah, it? I mean,
1: uh, it all kind of just started off as fun, really, as most things do, um, and mm-hmm. then just sort of eventually progressed. Because when was it? Yeah, about twenty fourteen or fifteen or something like that. Um. I was unemployed, just living in my parents' house. That, well, no one lived in there. It was just me. Everyone else had left, so I was just sort of in there by myself, and I didn't really have any kind of aspirations or anything like that.
0: Yeah, so a bad, a bad patch, really. Yeah. I suppose a bad period. Yeah, unmotivated and stuff. Were you, did, it, did it affect your music? Um, it. Uh, were you still, you know, were you still writing and yeah, playing, still, or still writing um, songs
1: and everything? You know, but some some of the best songs i think have come from that place that i, that I was in and yeah like i mean i, I wrote all the lyrics for that one
0: yeah, it does it does sound like a, a kind of you know um personal experience yeah. um based and you know it's it's a great track and I, I really i really enjoyed the, enjoy the track but as you say there's there's this angst yeah. in there
1: uh, i found that as, as well um, it's, it's resonated with quite a lot of people sorry state for for us as a band as well everything sort of changed after that like We'd had a couple of, we had like an EP and a single out, and then with that song, um, it kind of just took off a bit more. And I, I was also getting a lot mm-hmm. of messages from people of all ages as well, like people my age, people like older men and, and stuff, like people mm-hmm. who felt like they, they'd they been in the same position. And they, you know, got a couple of messages saying how much that song had helped some people.
0: Well, as a songwriter, that must, that's you know, really pleasing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to have that kind yeah, of feedback.
1: When you asked me earlier about success, I reckon that, for me, that's probably it. Because
0: it was the title of the, the the EP that you alluded to there. It was, the EP was yeah. called Sorry State, wasn't it? Yeah. By Best of Enemies. All right, so let's have a listen to that right now. This is Sorry State by Best of Enemies.
2: Wake up. I feel useless again. I lie in this bed with all these negative thoughts in my head. I've been drinking and spilling my guts, and I never eat or sleep enough. When the alcohol leaves my veins, I swear my mind feels the same. I need a chance The other day to try to try to change my ways But I woke up again in another sorry state Cause when the sun is out, I'll stay here With the curtains drawn and the sunlight off my skin I won't change with it When the alcohol leaves my face, I swear my mind to I need a change out all the days I've wasted Where I would spend them wasted They may never be You spend and put it towards the music you make, my friend. You'll be happier in the end. Cause it's worth it so much more than the antique bottles and sleeping on the stranger's floor. When the alcohol leaves my veins, I swear my mind. I need a change. Reach out the days I've wasted.
0: think a local music festival would be would be fantastic yeah. if there was some if we could find you know somewhere to put that on mm. um because there's enough experience and talent and you know knowledge with people that we mutually know to do that yeah. so maybe that's not maybe that's not so far away yeah i, I
1: um, can see something like that happening to be honest i'm sure yeah, uh, yeah
0: i think so undead could you know expand out eventually i reckon well they're the label boys aren't they yeah. so um yeah so that's uh Maybe that's a task I'll talk to Jamie mm. about, right, yeah, <laughs> down. you know, yeah, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going back to your, that, that Friday night thing that, that you said you did there. Um, one of the other things that I've seen on Instagram in particular, um, with the way that people are, are consuming music, um, uh, Chris Moyles does a, like a, it's either a Friday or a Saturday night in inverted commas, disco. Yeah. And he's supposedly got cameras on it. He's got a camera on himself and he does a big intro and then he just basically plays music behind a deck for an hour it's absolutely brilliant have you seen that I've not but i'll definitely have to check that it's, out it's really good yeah I and mean, i think he gets hu- pretty huge figures you know listen uh, sorry um viewer figures on on instagram just like an instagram live session for an hour yeah. uh, and what i mean he's an absolute professional i mean the way that he he puts the music across and is and i think he does this thing and basically just drinks cider uh, oh brilliant through, it, the through the whole, really, it through the whole show. <laughs> so, he is living the dream yeah but which is uh which is really good mm. all right so so you mentioned about on you know best of enemies supporting bellevue days yeah um let's have a chat about your the solo stuff that you do then so you've gone on your own in uh, in your own what, songwriting and um would, would you describe that as more of a kind of a, an acoustic venture with what you're doing yourself personally as a, yeah. as a solo artist definitely,
1: definitely acoustic based um i with uh, after yeah, best of enemies, I just wanted to kind of strip everything back and try and do something from the ground up again because I'd got pretty into demoing and and stuff on Logic and GarageBand and whatever, um, and so you know sometimes I was just putting too much effort into something that just wasn't worth sort of finishing, um, mm. and there's so many options available in those those things. Sometimes I will just sit around for like hours just making ambience, and it's just. It sort of, sort of feels like a waste of time sometimes. So I just wanted to kind of strip it back to an acoustic guitar again and, and start from the ground up.
0: Yeah. And so can you produce yourself then, or do, or do you need a producer to, to, to work with? Uh, I can
1: record myself to an okay standard, but uh, for for songs I've, I've recorded myself, I've definitely relied on uh, people like Alan Smith to jump in and yeah. save the day with a bit of production know-how. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's, he's well. He, Alan is he's, he's an up and coming, uh, you know, producer, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and in fact, he he produces and edits the Feeling Visonic podcast. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: He's also co-wrote a couple of best of enemy songs as well.
0: Oh, has he? I didn't realise yeah. that.
1: Um, yeah. Shake the feeling.
2: Who's in my head? Feeling
0: Sam, so with your own solo music, i'm going to ask you probably quite a tricky question here. If you could pick one artist, not necessarily you have to be current whatever but who who do you think you might want to support or who would be your dream support for you know a band that's out there or or maybe a band from recent past um you know to do like a world tour with
1: um from a from a solo perspective there's a a songwriter called Noah Gunderson that I think would be really amazing. Um, he's probably not that well known, but um, he had a song on the the Sons of Anarchy soundtrack.
0: Heard right,
1: yeah. uh, He's a pretty good singer songwriter. Um, who's again? He started off like very just solo guitar kind of thing, and he's also got a very talented family. Um, and they all they all uh, like sing harmonies and stuff together, which I'm quite envious of. Yeah, because none of mine. As previously mentioned, none of my family have any sort of musical skill. <laughs>
0: <But> maybe someday. <laughs> okay, for the future. so yeah. So you like to, that's the sort of support. And as a solo artist, yeah. then what about if you were in a band? You know, let's say somebody like, um, you know, who do you think Bellevue Days might be a, a good support act for? Um, you know, when you're not headlining your own shows, of course.
1: Uh, I mean, just from my personal, yeah, wants and, and stuff. I just think yeah. to support like someone like Bruce Springsteen in any capacity it would be. Oh just incredible yes. just like i just couldn't couldn't imagine anything better <laughs> to be honest yeah
0: the boss yeah um
1: yeah excellent although i don't know if bellevue days would be that much of a, a match with bruce but not not in terms well, of you know. like uh, of uh like skill but
0: well i did say you could choose any band any artist yeah. or band or whatever so you know you've got you've got artistic license there to your choice mm. uh, you know I, I look forward to it—a world tour with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, That'd be absolutely come on, amazing. Bruce. <laughs> come on, I'm there. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, so have you? What about uh, as a singer? Then we've spoken about guitars. Mm. I mean, your your singing um, side of things. I mean, is that something you've always done? I mean, do you do you sort of sing in the shower? And oh, uh,
2: if, if, I did can, you,
0: <laughs> if I can avoid, did you just sing? Yeah, <laughs> as a song. I mean, because the way I, the reason I asked the question is, and um, when we, when we spoke about and you, you mentioned demos, mm. is that. When I first got into it, you know, I think I got into, I wanted somebody to sing this song that I was writing. Yeah. And then they wanted, I don't know, 50 or 100 quid for it or whatever. And I thought, I'm not doing that. I'll just do it yeah. myself. Um, so that's why I started singing the song. I wouldn't call myself a singer. I yeah. just started up just basically singing my own songs. So, um, so, yeah, so what about you then? Do, do you sing, sing through? Because I've also speak to a lot of guitarists. Mm. And, ask them, and I, when I ask them if they can sing as well, the, the common answer is, I can sing, but I choose not to, yeah. but you do, but you do choose to sing. So, so, you know, h- how has that come about with your guitar playing and as a musician and a singer?
1: Yeah. I mean, I am mainly predominantly a guitarist, I'd say, um, yeah. singing, if I could, if I could avoid it, you know, then I would, um, you know, sometimes my girlfriend or someone will catch me singing and I'll just get really embarrassed. <laughs> like, <in> this, <laughs> You're supposed to be a rock star. I know I'm meant to be cool, <laughs> I'm, you know, eternal red. Um, yeah i mean we in our bands before best of enemies we went through like quite a few singers and then it it came to a point where it was just like well, why don't you do it because i was just doing some backing vocals and and stuff like that so i ended up sort of taking over but not mm. out of want of want to do it kind of just fell into my lap sort of thing um, mm. and it's taken quite quite a lot of work i'd say um you know i probably started doing like main vocals in like 2013 2014 and then best of enemies went to go and record a song called brother which is uh, it's become not like a meme but I, I do get the piss taken out of me sometimes by the other lads <laughs> because um, it's if yeah i mean we've taken it off of everything every platform now oh
0: well i i think i think you've got i think you, you've got a i think you've got a great voice um you know and you and you do have uh you know you've got the advantage of youth as well and and you you know you've got um dare i say um you know rock star appeal looks you think so well <laughs> i think the girls might nah. <laughs> i don't know but um no but i think i think you've got the package is what probably what i'm saying in a roundabout way you as i say you you can kind of you know as a muso yeah. uh, as i described you earlier you 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 can, you you can What's that phrase? Jack of all trades, but you master you you, are, you do master you do you do master some. <laughs> master master the occasional one uh, master of some yeah. say let's say let's let's go with yeah, that. I
1: did um, have my face photoshopped onto Justin Bieber's body recently, so and I, you know, I thought yeah that, don't, that right. doesn't look too bad I suppose.
0: What did you do that yourself? No, no
1: it's not. What I do. So, so, <laughs> so, you know, I was Justin Bieber. Yeah, um, yeah, right, okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, um, all right. So, so, do you, so on the so, do you enjoy the singing then? Is, is you know, or, or you, you know, you're quite comfortable with that because you know it certainly comes across that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's taken a lot of work to get to the level yeah. of skill, which is not you know not amazing, but um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, it's taken yeah, well, you, know, you it's, know, it's taken a lot of work to get to where I am now. Um, yeah, from, from the early days, and I've definitely learned a lot along the way.
0: Um, yeah, but it um, does that does strike me, Sam, that you do, you are very uh unassuming mm. you know as a character so but i, I think i think that is a, it, it's a marked difference you, you know when i know you as i do as a, as a musician mm. i can't quite put the two together <laughs> yeah. you know with, with with um with what you're like off stage but i suppose that's the same for a lot of people but yeah. you know what what about what about you know the, the is there a, is there maybe a a sense i also sense a, fr- a sense of frustration there that you know that you can't do music you want to do music 100% of your mm. time um but for whatever reason, you know, we've all got to earn a crust yeah. and, and have a day job or something. You have this side hustle in uh, insurance and stuff. Yeah. So how ha- how have you gone about sort of has that been a problem for you with you know with having a full time, you know, forty hour a week yeah. um job and being a musician at the same time? So and and is there that is that frustration there yeah, that I can sense? Definitely. It it does mm-hmm. get in the way. But you know, it's just something you've got to put up with
1: really. But yeah, you know, until until obviously something makes a a bunch of money (laughs) but um, yeah it it, it is quite frustrating especially something like insurance um, something that I fell into really Uh, and yeah it's just just a means to pay the bills really but Ben Bell from Undead Collective gave me like a bit of advice that's really sort of stuck with me over the years Um, Mm -hmm. I can't put it as eloquently as he did but so he's like a carpenter by trade but whenever he's talking to someone or networking or anything like that he always introduces himself as like a musician first whose side hustle is you know whatever instead of it being vice versa so i've I've just sort of Mm -hmm. learned to from that piece of advice just take it in my stride really and
0: yeah well i think that's i think that's that's good advice actually that's pretty good counsel i'd say but um yeah so so by day then it's, it's almost like this um I mean, would you describe your music as you know, as an as an es- like escapism from that? You know, from working in something like insurance, where I don't know how exciting it gets yeah, in oh, that wow. world, but uh, <laughs> you know, but to, to then to, to go from that, you know, from the the suit and tie, and then into yeah. uh, you know, to do like an evening gig or something, mm. it's just absolutely pulls pulls apart. But yeah. you know, if it works, it works for you, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. And it is all about that balance as well. Like, I, I can't imagine that if I didn't have to do something. Like insurance in my, you know, day. Mm-hmm. Then the music moments might not be as sweet. I would still really enjoy it, but the the balance of having that definitely, you know, heightens the the music side of things.
0: Yeah. So, how, how would you, so as a musician then? How how would you define success and in inverted commas making it as a musician? What 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 does that mean to you? To me, it'd be great if I could just do music
1: full time, as you know my main yeah. it doesn't even have to be like in a band or something you know if you could just surround your you know yourself with music like mm-hmm. you know every every moment of the day for me i would love that that would be my kind of yeah. form of success like
0: yeah, yeah. and what about as, as, a, as an artist then i mean if you know obviously everybody would you know would like to have a number one yeah. record but the, i think i just the reason i asked the question is I mean, the way the music industry the way the music mm. business is nowadays um you know and we both mutually know a lot of people that are in this in this sector but i don't think any of them actually none of them do it no, for the money definitely not. you know they do it they do it because they love it and if 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 they do get a modicum of success with their music then the money will come later but i think if you if you have this attitude that you're you think i'm going to make a record it's going to go to number mm-hmm. one um and you're going to make you know millions and millions in the bank and everything else like that that's just kind of you know so far yeah. <laughs> uh it, it's extreme isn't it so um, um what about i mean do you like things like uh, i think vinyl is making a bit yeah. of a, a resurgence but so do you as, as a music fan then i mean how do you consume your music or what you know what do you listen to and 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 you know do you buy music
1: yeah definitely um i think it's very important to support uh local record stores for example in kingston we've got banquet records so i uh, you know yeah. I've I've started buying a lot of vinyl over the over the lockdown. I've had I've had a, a record player for a while and I've had some records but I've recently upgraded my record player and uh yeah,
0: I've just been buying loads <laughs> to be honest. Um Yeah. Which is good. I mean I don't even know what what's the average cost of a of a an LP nowadays? I mean it
1: can vary really. Um I for example, like I bought an album the other day on vinyl, which is uh, is and they don't all come in just your standard black vinyl you know it's they're they're so creative yeah. that now you can get all like splatters and different kind of kinds of designs mm. i bought an album for 13.99 the other day um, Right, but yeah. you know obviously with certain pressings and certain designs and and the rarity of some of these uh records you know mm. it can it can go up quite high um i've been trying to get hold of a, a of a, a record for a while and, and it's about 150 quid but that's like a limp what's that? a limited print kind of 500 uh di- like 500 uh copy type thing uh yeah
0: all oh, right limited, yeah, limited edition by, yeah. it's by
1: a band called kids in glass houses
0: um, and right. yeah. the
1: album's called smart casual uh oh
0: yeah. right okay i mean on, on that i mean as a um, as a songwriter i mean i, I think if you can if you can sell a song you know um the way music fans are if you want to, and you're into a particular band you want to own that song right mm. you want to own that record as it were i mean when people talk about making records nowadays they're not actually making records at all they're just basically making digital yeah, music and uh, you know personally i agree with you I, I mean would you i mean is that it's a lot more impersonal mm. isn't it it's it's just basically something that's downloaded at the click of a button. Yeah so you don't you don't quite have that same engagement with the the band or the artist no. um and actually own that music because but, but that's the way that people sell music nowadays you know it's all down through digital streaming and downloads yeah so the, 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 i think there has been a slight resurgence in in people buying vi- uh, vinyl Definitely. but of course to do that uh, the the, other, the disadvantage of that is that you can only listen to that when you're at home and you and in your sort of downtime whereas Digital music you can listen to all day, every day, anywhere anywhere you are. So, yeah, horses for courses, I suppose. Yeah, but, you know, it's um... it's
1: good to see, like, the the material side of things coming back in, because I remember being, like, you know, in my 13s and whatever, teens, 13s? That's not right. I remember (laughs) being in my teens, you know, and just spending, like, every weekend going to HMV and just picking up some CDs. And it's great, like, having that come back. And it's definitely really, you know, younger people as well younger people buying
0: vinyl yeah i hope so in, in, yeah i mean that's how i used to i mean i'm going back a little bit before you um you know i remember sort of buying you know 45s and mm. um El, you know from Woolworths, of course you know another yeah uh, another dinosaur of, of the <laughs> high street um which is, but they're all going it's, it's so sad isn't it yeah. to see the demise of the high street um but let's touch on on we go back to the to the music venues and stuff what would you, what would you say is the best venue that you've played at you know, whether that be as a solo artist or in a band. Oh, best venue. Because you've toured quite extensively, haven't you? You've even, you've even toured, you know, um, on the continent as well. Yeah. yeah a couple of times actually. Um, um, where's your, where would be your, um, you know, kind of go-to venue that if you could, if you got the chance to play there again, you'd be there in a heartbeat.
1: It's tough really, because I want to say the Fighting Cox, purely because I've played there more, more times than anywhere else, I, I think. And it's, you know, yeah holds a special place
0: for me and it's always well attended isn't it yeah. i mean i, I mean i remember i remember the uh, i've i've seen you play there two or three times mm. and um it's always rammed which is great yeah. so it's 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 got that size to it but what's the cap there is it, i mean it's it's quite a good number isn't it
1: yeah, about 150, including like all is the it... bands and staff and stuff yeah so.
0: yeah I mean, it is quite a small stage, and you've got that, it's, it's got the roof, and there's no stage diving allowed, of course. No, well, we'll says. see, won't we? <laughs> we'll see about that. Look, knocking mics over is one thing, stage yeah. diving, come on. <laughs> no, come on. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it has that emblazoned across the top of the canopy yeah. that goes above the stage, hasn't yeah, it, it, it? It hasn't
1: it, stopped anyone in the past, and it's not going to stop anyone now, let's be honest. <laughs>
0: Just another sign to be ignored.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind of punk cool. then you would, you know, not allow that? so yeah no
0: absolutely yeah have
1: you ever have you ever done that have you ever crowd surfed Uh, not on my own gig which you know i'm very very much looking forward to to having that experience but i have crowd surfed before it's quite a strange experience really but
0: yeah i I don't think i'd find a crowd just that could actually carry me to be (laughs) honest but um. yeah But you know, never say never. No, exactly. But, um, but I think I think yours you're, you're the kind of right shape, if you like, to um to do a decent crowd surf. So maybe. you should see with me now. guitar, with guitar as well, and carry on playing. I think you could do that.
1: Maybe if I get rid of the you know. lockdown weight, maybe.
0: Okay, time for another best of enemies tune. This is bad news. So, Sam, as well as your own bands on your own songwriting and your own music and um, all the things that you do, one of the other things, of course, is that you um, put yourself out there as a session musician and you, you've played with a, a number of bands and toured quite extensively across the UK and, um, yeah. and Europe um, with other bands. So, um, you yeah. know... Is that something that you particularly yeah, exactly. enjoy as well?
1: It started off as something very casual, just being asked to play bass for, for like one gig. Um, and then it sort of just grew from there. Um, not not mm. something that I do quite a lot, but definitely something that I've taken quite an interest in and it's led to, to quite a few cool opportunities as well. Um, yeah, yeah. For example, uh, I was at work one day, uh, just working in insurance in London, and I got a message from... Uh, a guy called Orion, who Best of Enemies had done a tour with. And he just said, Sam, wouldn't it be crazy if you joined us on tour for a month? And I thought, oh, God, yes. (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) Um, And it ended up being proposed as a month-long tour all over Europe, which would have been incredible. And the reason I say it would have is because... (laughs) <laughs> we got three days in and it sort of went a bit sideways and uh yeah as a result uh yeah it got cancelled about three days in but it oh. would have been one of the most life-affirming experiences and actually uh, from from that being cancelled i i've got like a just a me- like a you know a wealth of memories of good times really
0: and and that's that's what yeah. counts isn't it so yeah well i mean what an opportunity and who's to say that that won't happen again you know in, in the near future, but I think you're going to be pretty busy um, with, yeah. with Bellevue days. Um, well, Sam, I think it's been, it's been fantastic chatting to you. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation about all things music. Um, all that remain, remains for me to say is uh, thank you very much for guesting on the Feeling Basonic podcast. And, um, and the best of luck with everything you do going forward with Bell you know, with the, the, the yeah, best of enemies plans. farewell gig, which, which I'll be, I'll, I will be, um, expecting VIP yeah, tickets to I'll attend. <laughs> and, uh, and the best of luck with Bellevue days. Can't wait. You're in fact, rush. I'm going to come and see you at the joiners. Um, what date is that? I think it was sometime in July, wasn't it? Um, you've got oh, a gig down there. So. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They don't tell Do me. They don't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I should be your maybe. agent, Sam. Uh, yeah, you've got a gig at the Joiners in Southampton, so and, and I'm looking <laughs> forward to coming down me there too. to see that. And uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so again, best of luck. Thanks for joining me, and uh, hopefully, I'll get to see you and share yeah, a beer with you at some point soon. Them. Cool. My pleasure. My thanks again to Sam for joining me as my guest. My name is Stephen Connor and you have been listening to the Feeling Vasonic podcast. Until next time, keep calm, stay safe and God bless.